LMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding. The street is full of corruption. It is baked in to every aspect of our society. Hundreds. Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This is written over a hundred years ago. All right, everybody. It is Steve, the Rogue Scholar, and you know, I want to be chipper. And I want to be able to jump right out there and make some fun and have some good times here. But I can't because I sat there and watched my son go to school today, right? And, you know, we pack him a lunch. And he's got a very, very, very finite uh, palate. He can only eat so many foods. And the foods that he can eat have very specific textures. He's not willing to eat a lot of things. Now, when he was younger, he couldn't even eat a Cheerio because he didn't have any lateral motion with his tongue. So he couldn't clear things out. So a simple dissolvable uh, piece of cereal would literally cause him to choke and gag. And we literally have to perform some type of like basic CPR to clear out his pathways, Heimlich, you know, clear out his mouth, whatever. And uh, a lot of people didn't understand that. They didn't understand why our son was so belligerent that he wouldn't eat and why he would reject food given to him by other people and um, why he wasn't capable of doing things. And people are so just whatever, man, just whatever, right? My son, I'm looking at the poor kid. He's the most precious, special, wonderful, wonderful human being alive today there's nothing greater in my mind than my son and he's autistic and one of the big challenges okay we faced was both melanie and i you know having to get to work back in the day and you've got this small child that you got to rush to a daycare center and he doesn't understand what you're asking him to do, doesn't want to because he's autistic. He's locked into what he's doing. And he throws himself on the ground, loses just all sense of decorum because he's completely frustrated because he's got something in his mind that is really super important to deal with in that moment. And we trying to get to work. And it's like this combination of things. So we get to work. Clothes are wrinkled. Hair is messed up. Maybe it's not as perfect as we would have liked. Whoops, forgot to shave. Um, maybe forgot deodorant, forgot to brush our teeth. Whatever it is, off to work we go. And whenever you have a situation like that, the opportunity to be an hour late for work or anything, real, 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 for real, for real, real thing, okay? And, you know, people that are caregivers that understand this are genuinely, you know, sympathetic to each other because we fully understand the, the, what it takes to be a caregiver of someone that has special needs, okay? And uh, there's just a lot of awful people, and they will sit there and they'll give you all these uh, excuses or, oh, you know, try a vegan diet or, oh, who try this lotion and rub it on your nose and put this foil on your ear and spin three times and it works every time I'm telling you. And it's like, you know, my son, my son's autistic and uh, he's got, he's differently abled. 
He's got different skills, right? Now, the title of this episode here is Bootstrapping for Dummies, okay? But I'm starting this thing off with a discussion of people with special needs because to look at Cameron, you wouldn't know he's special needs. Then again, to look at me, you wouldn't know that I take injections every month for severe autoimmune disorder that almost completely takes me out of the game, makes it so I can barely walk, makes it so it's scary for me to carry my son up steps uh, at night if he falls asleep on the couch, uh, makes it so that there's a lot of things I just can't do. I can't sleep well at night, so I had to get into a medical program that gave me sleep help. Um, so many things, right. That go into this. And then you wake up and you've got a child who has got so many things going on in their head that they can't sleep. So they keep you up all night. And it's not just a newborn child. We're talking about six, seven years old, right? We're talking about even older. And some people, and a lot of families, when you get together with people, they have the same problem. They all understand this stuff. They all understand. And yet when you look at the rules and regulations that are set out in our society for how to do things. Everybody is just like, shut up, do what you're supposed to do and be gone because capitalism has infected our brains. Okay. Now I know some will tell you that capitalism doesn't really exist because the government being the currency issuer creates markets. And therefore this whole thing is a thing of markets and government. It's not really capitalism. Okay. And where is the beginning and the end of the public and private conversation? I'm not going there because I don't buy into it right now. There's a, I understand the thinking. All I understand right now, though, is the services that are there for you and I, the things that you and I could embark upon to save our families, to take care. They're considered to be handouts or freebies or welfare or some other bullshit. Okay. And I could tell you right now, I could look at my son and say, Cameron, did you create this market system? Cameron, did you create austerity? Cameron, did you create this thing? I guarantee he's going to say no. He's going to say, no, I didn't. I, what, what are you talking about that? I don't even know what that is. But somehow or another, his ass has got to pay the price for this disgraceful bootstrapping mentality where it's just like, you should have made better choices. Well, this is Everywhere, folks, folks, everywhere. It is everywhere. Anytime anyone is going to get something that benefits them, but also benefits society, but never mind that, it benefited you because you got to do something. That's considered a handout, okay? We didn't have any say-so in sending our military to Ukraine or sending money to Ukraine. We didn't have any say-so in Syria. We didn't have any say-so in Iraq, Afghanistan. We didn't have any say-so in Libya. We didn't have any say-so when Hillary Clinton was selected to be the nominee and they got Trump. We didn't have any say-so in that. We all pushed for Bernie. We didn't get our way. They went ahead and pushed her. He lost. Right. We didn't have any say so in any of these things. We didn't have any say so in Ruth Bader Ginsburg not retiring when she could have to make sure we had uh, justices there. We didn't have any say so in whether or not Barack Obama went ahead and funded fuel, uh, uh, fuel expansion into the Gulf and whether or not he was the, the pumping king, whether or not he was the gas king. OK, we have no idea 
how any of this came to be right because it certainly wasn't us. So we didn't have any role in creating the name of the game or the rules of the game or anything else. We're just stuck in the game. Now, I can tell you right now, you, you're told from the minute you're a little child, nobody's going to give you anything. Everything costs something. There's no free lunch in the society. There's no nothing. Okay. This is the shit you're pumped full of. Why is that? Because that's all any of our parents experienced. They didn't know that anything else was possible. They didn't know that anything else could even be possible. So everything they said and did was to keep us in line and check in the small little box. Do not go outside of the cave. It's scary out there. It's very scary out there. It's terrifying out there. Don't go out there. Okay. And so many of us, we lack skills and I'm not talking about job skills, fuck job skills. I'm talking about life skills, skills that no one ever taught us, but we're expected to know. And if we don't know, we could even go to jail for not knowing you, you understand because ignorance of the law is no excuse. But if you have no idea, you have no idea whatsoever about what the plight of other people is. And you just go along with this fake narrative where you see on television beautiful people with perfect teeth smiling in their all white linens as they spin this perfect baby in circles and the wind is blowing and they're at this beautiful beach and they're they're selling you on the goodness and the greatness of the world. Okay. And this is not a matter of you're trying to be something you're not. This is the cultural actual programming that is being done okay it's being done you have no idea how to invest your money if your parents didn't teach you you could go out and take a class but who's going to go ahead and reimburse you when your investment fails when it's a it's a crooked outfit when it's something that is not a good investment you don't know any better but you didn't have anybody to lead you there you just you have this money, you went and worked, you a shitty job, and you've got this money in your hand. You're like, do I feed myself or do I invest it in some shitty stock that I don't know anything about stocks? I don't know anything about stocks? What do I do with this? And all of a sudden, you hear someone going, scared money don't make money, boy, right? Now, all of a sudden, you're like, well, what do I do? And then because your parents deprived you of shit because they were busy living in the cave, you don't know any better. You spend money you don't have. You don't know if you have any. You make all these bad decisions because all decisions that are uninformed are either bad decisions or accidental successes, okay? You have no idea how to get through this world. They don't teach you this stuff in middle school. They don't teach you this stuff in high school. They don't teach it to you in a practical way in college, You've got to have a computer. You've got to have a car to get to class. You've got to do something to fill this knowledge void that you have to bootstrap your way to perfection so you never make the bad decision, so you always have money in the bank for a rainy day. So all these things they tell you to do, folks, and I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, I witness it from my own vantage point, but I watch others and I listen to them. Now, even now, people that are literally 
one decision away from absolute destitution know no difference than bootstrap-minded behavior. And they literally support and push that bootstrap as if it's a badge of honor because they got through it. And now, because they got through it somehow or another, subsisted for years, and they got through it, or maybe one of them got lucky. I see some of my friends out there talking about lithium and all kinds of other stocks and crap like they're somehow or another a big Wall Street trader. And I'm thinking to myself, good for you. I'm still in the fucking revolution. I'm still fighting. I'm still trying to educate people and tell them about what's going on. I'm not in it for me. I need to, I need to be in it for me because that's what this fucking economy and society and government makes us do, makes us focus on ourselves to the detriment of everyone around us. If we can get a vacation out of this, if we can get a new car out of this, if we can get a new washer and dryer or a new house or a yard or a dog or a fucking book or whatever, we're in it, man. It's ours. We'll do it. We'll step on each other getting the finish line. How many of you all have been in a college class where everybody could win? Everybody could talk to one another. Everybody could help each other get an A-plus in the class. But instead, these shitheads, these blue stars, as I talk about them, will sit there, are gold stars, actually, because blue stars are the people that do the, you know, willing. These guys sit there hiding their answers because they want to be number one, right? Because it's competition. Everything in life has become this competition. And as a result of this competition, cooperation's thrown out the window because by definition, competition prevents cooperation. Okay. Now, that's fine and well in sports, but then again, sports kind of reinforces that too, right? But sports also reinforces the people on the team work together to create the kind of outcomes they want. But you don't see that kind of success typically when people are isolated and by themselves and told the responsibility is all on you. The responsibility is all on you. Now, I want you to understand how rigged this is so you know how ridiculous this minded, mindedness of being a bootstrapper is. Number one, let's just keep it simple smiley. If the federal government is the currency issuer and it creates the money and it spends it into the economy, I can assure you the government is not direct spending to Steve Grumbine right now. I wish it would. I wish that it would, but it does not. It does not provide me with free health care paid for by the government. It does not do any of the sorts of things that we need it to do. It instead spends that money on the military industrial complex. It instead spends that money to big multinational uh, conglomerates, Halliburton, you name it, BlackRock, SpaceX, Elon Musk, all these folks, all these folks that are chief purveyors of bootstrap living are the chief receivers of federal monies. Federal monies that have nothing to do with taxpayer dollars. But those very people will be the first ones to tell you about bootstraps. They'll be the first one to push you to personal responsibility. Now, I go back to the time with my son. We had to go every morning an hour the way out of the way away from work I had to go an hour every day before the day even got started to take our autistic son 
to an eating clinic so he could learn how to chew. This took years to do. Okay, years. Then, because we have to work, we have to pay on top of that an additional $2,000 a month for both kids to have some sort of daycare so we can go to work. $2,000 a month for two kids to go to daycare. That's no joke, okay? Add in the fact that you have to drive everywhere, but there's nothing for you. I mean, the program might exist, so sort of, but like even when it came time for my son to be in daycare, they were supposed to send what they call a TSS and a, B, a BSC and all these different uh, types of support that would be with your child while they're physically there to be an inclusion specialist to ensure that they're not forgotten about because they'll go quietly off in the corner and play and that it's just easy on the, the daycare. They just let them go off in the corner and play and focus on everyone else. Okay. Without those kinds of helpers in there, people regress to what's easiest for them to do. Okay. So again, where's your bootstrap on that? Who in the world is going to tell a parent with children with autism what they have to do? Who? Who? So ultimately, we're trying to get those support services at the daycare. And what does the state tell us? You got to go to this private entity. So the state has gone out, found a private entity, neoliberalism, public-private partnerships, you name it. So you go out there to this funded but not staffed place. And they tell you point blank, there's a six-month waiting list for your child to get the help they need. It's like, can I bring a black hole out here so my son can stay exactly the same age and time and everything else? And then when you have staff there to support him, you know, bring him back from the black hole? I mean, I got to do something because you're losing his life. His life is vanishing. His ability to assimilate and be part of this bootstrap society is quickly diminishing. It's quickly diminishing. And trust me, I know for a fact that I'm sad to say this, that even in nonprofits and other places are supposed to do good, the people there don't have the patience or tolerance to work with special needs people. Not the way they should. Those people should be sitting there falling all over themselves, helping people with special needs that want to donate their time and energy and efforts to a cause. But instead, it's like, it's too much trouble to teach someone that's autistic how to write. It's too much trouble to teach someone autistic how to do video editing. It's too much to teach them how to drive. It's too much to teach them how to make their bed, to do their clothes, whatever. It's too much, too much energy, too much effort. It's not enough bang for the buck, okay? And so the autistic kid just sits there left behind, fucked, okay? In this bootstrap society. Now, flash forward, the parents, maybe the parents aren't autistic or maybe they are on the spectrum. Maybe there's somewhere else, who knows? Fact is, is that that parent needs to live forever, forever. They need to live for eternity so that child doesn't get left behind because there's nobody else that's gonna fucking look out for them. And these comfortable shit fucks on their boats and their fucking mansions and everything else that know the shit's going on. But instead of fucking investing and helping that out, are out there living la vida loco, right? Because bootstraps, I earned this. I deserve to live my best life. Fuck that kid with autism. Fuck that family that can't get it straight, can't work, can't survive, can't whatever. Fuck them, right? And so now all of a sudden my kid goes to school, some young kid making literally 
the wages that you would expect a burger flipper at McDonald's, which, by the way, if you work, you work. You deserve a living wage. Fuck that shit. Okay. But nonetheless, they could make more flipping burgers at McDonald's than they could being the support for a child with autism. I want you to understand what I'm saying. But they have to have degrees. They have to have credentials. So where's your bootstrap on that, fuckers? Okay? It took six months to get some young kid out there. Within three weeks, he quit. Why is that? Well, I wonder if you're not making shit. And you've got to really, really love the autistic community and not care a shit about your own family to support them if you're willing to work for slave wages unless you got it like that. Unless you got it like that. And so each time... My son would go without services for long swaths of time. We had some really good support. The, some of the people that came through were really fantastic. And if we could have kept them forever, life would have been grand. But alas, each day something new happens, something changes, something dramatically changes. I'll give you an example. My son left his uh, lunch bag at school. Now, to most parents, that's an annoyance. They hate it. God, here you go. Take the brown bag, go, right? But with a child like my son, he's got a bag that he knows is his bag at school. That's the bag that he's expecting his lunch in. You pack a new bag with his lunch in it, and guess what? He may go for the other bag with the day-old food that's just been sitting there at school because that's where lunch is. You can tell him it's in the other bag, but it won't compute. So again, a family tripping over themselves, trying to put this stuff together. And I mean, you can go through this with folks that are tending to people with cancer. You can tend to deal with this with people who are dealing with drug addiction and abuse and all sorts of other stuff. Our world is fucked up. There is, I, I keep thinking to myself, when is the time coming that I'm going to be fitted for that commercial where I'm spinning in slow motion in the white linens with the perfect child in my hands as I'm being put up as the poster child for some new uh, horrible tasting nutritional plan that some fucking, you know, yuppie is now peddling, okay? It's not going to happen. I'm going to be dead. And again, just imagine, imagine the children who are autistic, that have no family support. The families are either far away, they're old, they've got their own issues going on, whatever. What kind of society is this where once again, every step along the way, we're leaving it to personal responsibility? What if a family doesn't get along? What if one of the other family members was a drug addict or an alcoholic and wrought havoc in the family and left behind this child? There's nowhere to go. What about the alcoholic? Where are they getting their help from? They get a disease. But alas, when you go and you get a college degree, what were you doing? Were you thinking, God, yeah, I got me old PlayStation 5. Whoop, whoop, whoop. No, you're going to school because you're hoping to God that you can afford a life where you can be the asshole holding the perfect baby in the white linen, spinning in the beach scene as you hand off and you, you become the poster child for all things bourgeois. 
Okay. I'm telling you right now, this bootstrap mentality is throughout the left too. It isn't just the far right. You see this with so many people. Let me, let me just tell you this. This cartoon that I'm about to show you tells you where my head's at. You probably won't understand this, but to me, this is what our debt-based society does to people. This right here is what the kids with student debt are facing. This right here is the kinds of stuff that that pathetic libertarian-minded do your own thing, take care of yourself, stop looking for a handout does. Because the people aren't just looking for a handout. They're not just like lazy, kicking it back. No, they're desperate. Okay, they're desperate. Now, here's the thing. How many of you all think that people that are doing pretty damn good will fight to make the government do for these people, for all people, to ensure that that doesn't happen? They won't. Why? Because they're very, very comfortable in their lives. They're very, very comfortable in their lives. And nothing that's suffering going throughout society, nothing in that suffering is going to budge them from becoming uncomfortable because they know they were uncomfortable at one point too, but they earned it because they made good choices. They, they were born into the right family. Mommy and daddy Warbucks made life good. Kiddo doesn't have to take out a student loan because Chauncey and mommy are going to ensure Susie doesn't have to take out a student loan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right? But what about the idiots that have to take out a student loan? You took out that fucking loan. You made the choice. You better pay your bills. Damn it, you loser. You worthless fuck. You this, you that, you the other. Tell me you haven't seen this. People that were born in an era where where fucking college was hundreds of dollars a year are sitting there wagging their finger at people that owe hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in student debt. What kind of worthlessness could someone that is like that be made of? What kind of perversion fills their mind? What kind of grossness makes their existence acceptable. This isn't a matter of they don't know. They fucking do know. They know. They were once there. They pulled the fucking ladder up behind them. And for the people that never were down there, I don't want to hear what they have to say even. I don't even want to know what they're talking about. I don't even know what they think. I just want to fucking beat the snot out of them. I mean, every time I see people try and make this complicated with big word salads and all kinds of paradigm shifting crap, when I think about the people that are trying to hear the messages, and we're talking about regular families here, folks, we're not talking about folks with deep money pockets that have great, great tomes of knowledge that they can pour over and education on tap on loan from God. No, we're talking about regular people that are stuck dealing with the decisions these people make. 
the well-to-do stick together. They're happy to donate. Well, I can't overcommit my time because I've got a lot of things to do. However, I'm happy to provide you with 15 minutes of my week. Oh, here's a dollar, good little boy. You remember Ted Knight and Caddyshack? I was talking about this earlier today. I will never forget that scene where he sits down with Danny Noonan at the at the golf, uh, the deck where they're about to have lunch after they finish their uh, golf round. And there's Danny Noonan, just some poor schlep in the community, sitting there carrying the bag for Judge Smales. And Judge Smales goes, well, thank you, Danny, for uh, understanding about the winter rules out there, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's a future for you, Danny. Uh-huh. You know, the, you know, the, uh, the caddy scholarships coming around soon. And, uh, he goes ahead and takes two quarters, throws them on the table to the kids says, you, you, you do good. Here you go. Good, good job. Son. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Kid looks at the money, throws it on the table and drinks the rest of the dude's mixed drink. I mean, that's the kind of bourgeois mentality. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You're like, I am literally staring down the fucking, yeah, how about a fresca? I love it. Perfect. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> That's exactly right. Kind of, if I would have had more time to prepare for this, I would have had all the Judge Smales videos ready to go. Anyway, long story short, long story short, we have been in this position now where we can't, we can't talk about what we need in society because bootstraps are getting in the way. If we clear bootstraps out of the way, then we get to the whole austerity measure of national debt, public deficits, all this shit. We can't have that. We got to pay that down. So we got this. And then we got that personal responsibility. Oh no. Public debt. See, they got layers. It's like this. You're trying to invade the, the castle and they've got outer wall, inner wall, inner wall, inner wall, moat, inner wall, gate, you know, they've got all these layers of defense to prevent us from asking for more. Okay. Got all these layers to block us from asking for more. And the funny thing is, is that they use us. We, the people back and forth with each other to keep each other down. Okay. We're busy scolding each other because we believe that they're wasting our hard earned tax dollars. Okay. We believe that. And so my child gets fucked because these disgraceful people think that federal taxes fund spending. And as a result of that, they push for austerity, reducing the deficit, redu you know, paying down the debt, cutting spending. Anytime they want to do a government program, oh, it's that federal welfare. Oh, they're printing more money, which is a lie. You see another lie put in front to block fixing the material needs of the people. But the thing with bootstraps, you can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's impossible. It's literally impossible. And that's why it's used as the saying. It's, it's, it's a joke. But there are people who really believe, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get on moving. You, you, you go on, get on, right? You go on and get on there. You do it. In the end, our entire structure of government is run by sociopaths and defended 
by sociopaths, by people who are reasonably comfortable and who literally cannot be bothered to fight for someone they don't know or for someone below them in the stratum. They're more worried about their 401k making more money. They're more willing to skim surplus value away from everybody else. They don't really care what Elon Musk did to get where he is as long as he's got enough lithium to make Tesla go up a point or two in their stock portfolio. They don't really care about any of that. Every time I think to myself, people will get it. I I realize that they're not going to get it unless we force them to get it. And honestly, I talk to people all the time in the economics world, people that are doing pretty well, quite frankly, that do give of their time freely. But that doesn't change the fact that they don't understand. It's all just a hand wave to many of them. Just saying, oh, you just 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 go do this thing and it's all better. Oh, just refinance. Eh, eh, just file bankruptcy. Yeah, it'd, it'd be fine. Everything would be fine. Just, just just you know, just do this thing and it'll be okay. It's always just 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 do this thing, it'll be okay. Eh, you know, that's the that's the way it goes. Yeah, it's that's a tough one. Yeah, don't know what to say. Yeah. Yeah, thoughts and prayers, right? Thoughts and prayers. I remember before the pandemic going to events and going and hanging with people and, you know, going to all kinds of protests and organizing and having meetings at coffee houses and going out to dinner and talking about revolution and talking about, you know, good books and building community and things like that. And I I'm, I'm honestly, I keep looking for friends and others on this team that I represent to help me make that happen. It just has been not happening. The pandemic really kicked us all. But for me, I, I physically can't. I, I literally work. Then as soon as I my work day is done, my children get off the school bus. On Tuesdays, I quickly jump back to my room and do a show with Jordan. And sometime in the middle of all that, I got to record a macro and cheese podcast, do three rogue scholars, and then try to line up all the guests that I've got to do. It's It's a lot, right? I don't, I don't get any personal money out of this, although I would like to, I don't, um, you know, I believe in this mission. I I'm doing it for something greater than myself, but I recognize full well that not only is modern monetary theory not known by most people, most people don't want to hear about it. Most people don't care. And so because they don't care, you can't even get to the next level. You say, Hey, don't you want Medicare for all? A lot of these union people be like, fuck no, I don't want Medicare for all. Our union worked really, really hard to get us this Cadillac plan, you know, and to hell with the rest of them. This is what neoliberalism did to a lot of the unions. Look at the unions in Nevada, if you want to know what I'm talking about. They were against Medicare for all because after all, they had bargained for theirs and they thought that it was wrong that others would get it when they worked so hard. Isn't that pathetic? That's team us, by the way, folks. That's team we the people. That's class traders right there. You know, once in a while, once in a while, 
you know, I wonder, do people really understand that no matter how small this gets, until it becomes law, until these things become rights, as soon as the political winds change, your life will change. You got that right. God damn, Tim, you are exactly right. This is what I'm talking about. You know, I'm going to keep that comment up there. I'd say that comment's just living. That you, Tim, you you won the internet today, buddy. You know, I, I, I just think to myself, folks are unwilling to be inconvenienced because they're afraid they won't get anything and they're afraid that They'll have to put something off today that they, you know, to tomorrow that they want to do today. I don't know. But this bootstrap-mindedness is suicide-inducing, folks. What happens when you wake up and you know that the cleaver is coming and you, you feel all the pressure of the world collapsing around you and all you're surrounded by is a bunch of bootstrap-minded fucking conservative idiots? And when I say conservative... Note that I didn't say Republican or Democrat. Truly evil people. Evil people. Okay? Evil, evil people. Want you to live it on your own, to do it on your own. That way, think about this. When you go and watch National Geographic and you watch that herd go to the waterfront to get a drink of water, in the water, you know, there are alligators waiting instantly, crocodiles waiting right then, right there to get themselves a meal. They know you need water and they're right there. It's like this. You see it all, right? And then just outside the water, you've got the pride of lions waiting there to get their bit. And over here, you've got the hyenas. And over here in the tall grass, you've got the python got all these different predators waiting to pounce and you're just a fucking water buffalo or a gazelle you're coming in there and what happens all the predators look for either the weak one that's by themselves trying to bootstrap life in the savannah or they look for the wounded one etc but once they peel it away and you can see this in the ocean with blue whales, sperm whales, bringing their babies around, and the orcas following them, banging into the mom to knock the kid loose so they can flip it up. And you could say it's just all part of the circle of life, but that's not what we're experiencing. You'll see that mother will work herself to death. She will literally expend every bit of energy she has to save her baby against the well-coordinated, well-organized orcas. Well, in society out there, the people that are putting out the advertisements, they're well organized. They've got data on how to get into your wallet for how to make you make a decision. They've got all this stuff, psychological data, you name it, tons, billions of dollars spent on research on how to make you hit the buy button and how to make you do things over and over again. The lobbyists, the same thing, millions upon millions upon billions of dollars spent lobbying. And you're just a regular person. You got up, you took a shit, you brushed your teeth, you took a shower, 
got dressed, did the do, went to work, come back home, find out that the whole predator system is after you once again. And instead of being one of those people that's laid back and smiling, because you know Merrill Lynch has got your investments covered, ding, hey, Biff, did you go ahead and take that option I told you about? Hey, <laughs> did you buy Cisco on time before it dropped? We allow neoliberals inside of Congress, inside the White House, and truly disgraceful people cheer for them. Wear these fucking styrofoam pork pie hats, red, white, and blue, wave little banners cheering for neoliberals. Can you imagine what kind of a disgraceful person sat there in the audience crying for Hillary Clinton? Can you imagine what kind of person would do that? Could not see that horrible person. Same thing with Trump. But I'm not expecting Republicans to do much here. They have never sold themselves as the people that are going to take care of it. It's only these shitty Democrats that have. And what do they do? They vote blue no matter who. They don't care about your bootstraps. They don't care about your life. They don't care about anything. Okay. Many of them are extremely well-to-do. They want to preserve their five-star New York City dinners. They want to preserve their nightlife in Washington, D.C. with the other lobbyists, just like many of the captured labor leaders that go to Washington to support the labor movement while simultaneously selling out the labor movement. I mean, it's going to take a lot more than us voting, folks. This bootstrap-mindedness is so pervasive, so baked in to Christianity and Calvinism, so baked into everything, our, our, everything, everything it's baked into. But there's nothing about it that's healthy. There's nothing about it that's good. There's nothing about it at all. And it's all based in a false paradigm that the government can't do. And you, when they... when <laughs> Again, another one of those moments where the quiet part accidentally gets said out loud. They don't want, they don't want you to become dependent on the government. Well, what, you'd rather I die because your markets are crushing my family and my soul? You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I want you to understand for real. The reason we focus so much on the modern monetary theory story is because once you understand that all of this stuff is bullshit, it's fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Once you realize it's all bullshit and you realize the only thing standing in the way of us leading a life without bootstraps is some fucking piece of shit that knows how the monetary system works but continues to lie to you and tell you about the national debt and that we're going to be bought and sold by China, okay? Some asshole that tries to tell you the government can't afford things because, after all, the minute you realize the government can afford anything, you might ask that your child not do without the support services they need. 
And you know what sucks the most about this bootstrap shit? Trying to teach the left, our tribe, right? Trying to teach the left how monetary operations work. And some chucklehead goes, well, MMT is just trying to keep capitalism alive. It's just trying to keep capitalism alive. Shut up. Speak when spoken to. If you don't understand it, shut the fuck up. Read a book. Crack the spine of a motherfucking PDF from MMT. Or the more simple approach here is just don't say things you don't understand. If you don't understand it, keep your fucking mouth shut and ask for help. You know what I'm saying? Like, Honest to God, I get so tired of watching idiots that think they know what they're talking about going, ha, 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 what do you think? Ain't nothing in this life for free. (laughs) Right? I mean, you got to be a really, really bad person to think that way. Sorry, and maybe some of you guys think it. Maybe you're a bad person right now. Maybe you are. Maybe you can unbad yourself by learning MMT so you don't continue to peddle to people. There's nothing free in this life. You made the debt. You should pay your debts. Maybe maybe you are a really shitty person, and you should get unshitty. Become a less shitty person. Learn modern monetary theory. And for the people that don't like the poor bullies from the little tiny group of people that is MMT, we're tired of people fucking dying. We're tired of people fucking struggling and suffering unnecessarily. We're tired of you acting like we have no means to solve the problems of the nation because we're broke and where will we get the money? We're tired of people's water being shitty. We're tired of people being evicted for no reason. We're tired of people having to pick up their bootstraps when in fact they're in stage four cancer, okay? We're tired of people having to pick up their bootstraps to do this shit. Tired of it. Fucking tired of it, okay? And I'm even more tired. I am more outraged, more outraged at the left, my tribe, more outraged at us for ignoring the insights of MMT because some chucklehead at Marxist.org, God love him, said, well, here's our critique of MMT. We don't understand it, but we got critiques. We're going to critique it anyway. But we don't understand it. We can prove we don't understand it in our writing. But trust me, everybody that reads our shit is going to come out there and say, hey, MMT is just about prolonging capitalism. Fucking idiots. That's the worst of the scenarios. And I understand at some level, though, why they feel that way. Okay? Let's be fair. There are a lot of people, us included at this time, simply because there is no energy whatsoever for the kind of revolution it would take to change the system, okay? There just isn't. I wish that was not the case, but it is the case. It's true, it's true, it's true, unfortunately. So you look back and you say, hey, what if we had a new deal like what FDR did? Well, FDR killed the chances for revolution, didn't he? FDR's grand bargain was what kept capitalism alive. But that's not MMT. You understand this. This is why these idiots that say this stuff should literally get the elbow of truth dropped on their cranium. Okay. I mean, literally dropped on their cranium. Here, let's let's go ahead and get that out there. Just let's just knock that one out of the park real quick. All right. That kind of dropping the elbow. 
that kind of thing needs to take place with these folks that think that MMT is somehow or another about keeping capitalism alive and well. It's not at all. It's just a description. What you do with that is your call. If I give you a hammer and I say, here you go, here's a hammer, and you look at it and you go, what do I do with it? I don't know what to do with it. I say, okay, hey, let me tell you what I would do with that hammer. If I were you with that hammer, I would take it and I would build the most glorious house. Here's all the supplies you need, et cetera. Somebody else might tell them, fucking kill somebody with it, man. It's a great weapon, man. Go hunting with a hammer, man. Okay. So a capitalist that knows MMT is going to do what? They're going to do capitalist things, right? Just, just like Tom Brady does Tom Brady things on the football field or Aaron Rodgers does Aaron Rodgers things. An idiot with a hammer in their hand told to fucking kill somebody will kill somebody. <clears throat> but if I tell you that we can solve these problems collectively together, Capitalism still, whether you like the word or not, whatever the fuck you want to call this thing, if it gets your rocks off to be an extra, like a a point zero 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 one percenter, okay, that distracts everyone and takes away from the point. And so, well, capitalism doesn't really exist. Well, you know what? Fuck it. Whatever the shithole that we're living in is, that thing, you call it whatever you want. I call it capitalism because that's what most people understand. And so rather than try to convince them there's no such thing as capitalism, I want to convince them that money is a creature of the state and that state is us, we the people. Right now, the state is captured by those people, okay? So in other words, MMT has nothing to do with capitalism whatsoever. It's the people in power that have everything to do with why capitalism is capitalism, okay? Have you ever noticed that no one said, hey, Joe Biden, you know, you could do price controls. No. What do they do? They said, we're going to discipline this market. We're going to go ahead and raise interest rates. We're going to reduce spending. And we're going to make it tough on the little people so we can create some unemployment. Larry Summers begging for $10 million to be unemployed, you name it. Okay? That, 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 that is what we're dealing with, folks. But if you don't disabuse people of the money story to make them, let's just say, fuck it, dude, we can kill every planet, uh, every country on this earth. We have the ability financially because we create the money. We can create a war machine that brings the whole thing down. We can do that. That's, that's one way of looking at MMT. You could do it. If you got the resources there and you got the political power to do so, you fucking can do it. There's nothing stopping you. Okay. However, flip side if you want to change that and you want to make it a collaborative cooperative society you want to provide universal services to all citizens and anyone that comes to this country find a way to provide them services through job guarantees and public service and so forth then you could do that too right <coughs> but that's two different worlds if i want to create a law that mandates all businesses are co-ops did that change the fact that we still need money so that joey at at booth A and co-op A can buy eggs from Joey at co-op B. Fuck your barter story, friends. Barter story is a myth. Read your Graber. Read your David Graber. Okay? Your barter story is a fucking lie. A motherfucking lie. Okay? We're dealing right now 
we're dealing right now with a public that really believes everyone should pull their shit up by the bootstraps. We're dealing with a public that believes there's nothing free in life. We're dealing with a public that believes that the rich are where money comes from, not the government. They believe the rich are the ones with money. Well, they have money because the government spent it to their businesses. The Halliburtons, the Microsofts, you name it. The government spent it first there, and then it sort of trickled down the rest of the way. Sound familiar? Well, this is all most people know. That's the end of the story to them. No, you you keep your head down. You speak when spoken to. You get a degree. You 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 buy only you do these things, and everything will be perfect. Here, here's the Dave Ramsey School of Investing. Have you ever considered your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Talks about a 10% tithe, you know. And talk, you know, use this envelope method for putting your bills in order. Here, give this out. There's always some quick answer. But when you're saying, dude, I got a tooth, I got a tooth, I got a tooth, I got another tooth, I got a growth, I got arthritis. What do I do? Where's the bootstrap for that motherfucker? Should I have made better choices and not been born? Because this is genetic shit here, dude. So what do I do? Not just me, but everybody. All of you, you can insert your own story. I just happen to have a platform. You have a story. What is your story? Tell somebody about your story. Don't just, we do more damage to society going, I'm fine. Fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. I'm fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. It's time to get sober. Son of a bitch, everything's real. And recognize that all this stuff right here, all this stuff is the way they want to maintain control and power and keep us off our game so we'll accept whatever they throw at us. Because when you're weak, when you're literally struggling, when you are absolutely incapable of doing one thing more than what you're doing by putting one foot in front of the other, they got you. They got you. And now it's embarrassing to tell someone that you're struggling. Now it's embarrassing to tell somebody that you're fat, that you're obese. They probably say, well, I can see you're fat and obese. Quit eating bonbons. Well, what if I've got a fucking thyroid condition, a hypothyroid condition that costs me $1,000 every time I get blood work done? Bootstrap that motherfucker. It's time for Medicare for all. It's time for all these things. But we can't get there just going, I want Medicare for all. Only way we're getting there is if people understand, number one, that bootstraps are full of shit. And number two, that our nation can do it all. But instead, all it does is create war has a choice we have a choice if you don't understand the monetary system you won't understand when they lie to you i'm trying to give you the tools to demystify and debunk their lies i'm steve grumbine with the rogue scholar hoping you got something out of my diatribe today i'm very very angry and upset if you can't tell um with that i'm out of if you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support our efforts, please take a moment to subscribe and check out our other work on the Real Progress in Action YouTube channel and visit our sister organization's website at realprogressives.org. 